It's about you, your health, your family, and your community. This is Sunday Morning Magazine with your host, Rodney Lear. And good morning. Hope you're having a great weekend. Welcome to another edition of Sunday Morning Magazine. Happy Father's Day to all of our fathers listening this morning. We have a great show for you in celebration of Father's Day. Coming up later in the show, we introduce you to Super Dads from our Hubbard Radio Broadcasting family. We'll talk to them later on in the show. For more information on the show, you can reach out to us on our Facebook page, Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear on Facebook. Head there now and like us there now. You can also listen to the show anytime you like. Just head to your favorite podcast app and subscribe to Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear. We begin this morning with Dr. Edward Lofspring. Dr. Lofspring is a prostate cancer survivor. He's here this morning to share his story and raise awareness on this Father's Day about prostate cancer. Welcome to the show this morning, doctor. How are you? I am great. How are you? I'm doing well. Now, I understand that you are a retired dentist. How long did you practice? For 40 years. 40 years. And what was that like for you? I loved every minute of it. I uh, never really worked a day in my life. Okay, good. put a lot of hours in, but they were all enjoyable. Okay. And so what was the most rewarding thing about working in dentistry? Um, For me, it was uh, working with patients and helping them a lot of preventative dentistry, teaching them how to do things correct and preventing problems. And and then beyond the dentistry, was getting to know patients as almost family members. And now that I'm retired, we still keep in touch. I'm sure that you, out of habit, Look at people's teeth. Do you and say, oh, yeah, I do. To. I do. <laughs> so you're like, oh, they need to. They should. They ought to. Or Absolutely. They, that, all right. That's my profession. That's your profession. Don't, but I don't make a judgment. <laughs> okay. There you go. Now, you were diagnosed with prostate cancer shortly after you retired. Is that right? Three days afterwards. It was fortuitous. Um, I had just gone for a physical, a routine physical, which I do annually. And, uh, go to an excellence physician here in Cincinnati, and he checks my PSA annually, which every man should have done. What's PSA? It's the test for prostate cancer. Okay. And he noticed it had gone up a little bit, and he said to me, I don't think it's anything serious, but I have had had a history in my life of other diseases. I had Crohn's disease and had major surgeries, 35 years ago, had my colon resected and uh, 15-hour operation, and then I had another inflammatory disease. So I couldn't be checked digitally. When men, when they suspect prostate cancer, there's a digital exam they can do on men. But he couldn't do that for me. He said, I think it's probably prostatitis, but let's get an MRI just to be sure. And I said, well, I'm going to be leaving the practice in a few days. I'll get it after that. He said, no problem. And I went in very nonchalant, not thinking – I had never had a symptom, uh, none, none at all. And when they did the MRI, that's a, a CAT scan, they found a tumor. Mm-hmm. And um, he was shocked and I was shocked. And I went on a journey to find the proper treatment in my case. All right. And if you don't mind me asking, how old were you at that point? Um, 68. I'm 70 now. Okay, 68. Okay. So very recently. Yes. <laughs> okay. So let's talk about treatment and therapy in your case of prostate cancer because you had this history of Crohn's disease. How did that affect your therapy? What was that like and how did that affect your outcome in your therapy? It did. Um, unbeknownst to me, 
Uh, I learned that as I traveled, as I went through my journey for the proper treatment. It started in the beginning when you when they find a a tumor, they do a biopsy, and I could not have that done the proper the um, conventional way Mm -hmm. because of my previous surgeries. They had to go in a different way, and unfortunately, Cincinnati did not have people that were skilled in doing the different type of biopsy for me. We're just we're an excellent city, but we don't see the quantity of people that are outside the curve. And with my medical background, I started doing some homework. And with a urologist I saw, he said, maybe you should go up to Cleveland Clinic. And we did. And they could do the biopsy because uh, it's a much bigger place and I wasn't abnormal up there. It's not an everyday occurrence, but they're familiar with it. So a biopsy, if you want me to explain, I can, is where they go in and take a piece of the tissue and in my case from the prostate to see if it's cancer or what it is. And when they did that, they found out I had an aggressive type of prostate cancer. Mm. So then we talked to some doctors at Cleveland Clinic, and they there's many, many options, and we can talk about that later. And, and the Prostate Cancer Foundation that I've associated with does a great job of explaining all the options, and we'll discuss that in a minute. But I was kind of on my own in my medical background, and my dear wife was with me on the trip, and, and I think an advocate when you – I uh, have medical issues is, is great, and my wife, Ina, was fantastic. Um, they told me in Cleveland that I could not have surgery because of my previous surgeries. One of the options is to remove the prostate. So the other options are radiation, uh, seeds, which is a form of radiation. I wasn't a candidate for those, again, because of my other surgeries. So they said, we'll do radiation. And I was all set to do that. But my wife said, you know, your bowel's been moved around from your previous surgery. So if you, knowing anatomy like I did, uh, my bowel covered part of my lymph nodes, uh, which is what they have to radiate besides the prostate to, to try to kill the cancer. The doctors didn't seem to be concerned about it. And um, like I said, I was ready to go. And then fate happened. A patient of mine who's a dear friend called me. And he said, and he's the nicest person in the world. He said, I'm really upset with you. And I said, why are you upset? He said, you retired and now I need a new dentist. <laughs> and and I said, well, I've got somebody to replace me. And he said, I know. I'm just kidding. And I told him I had bigger fish to fry. And he said, I can help you. Well, his name's Ed also. And, and I said, Ed, you don't know anything about medicine. He said, I know, but I have a brother-in-law that's pretty well known that has had prostate cancer and has a contact. Would you like me to contact him? I said, sure. So his brother-in-law turned out to be Joe Torrey, who was a Major League Baseball player, mm-hmm. who was a New York Yankees manager, uh, and is in the Hall of Fame in Major League Baseball. And, is, and um, I've gotten to know him a little bit, and he's now the assistant to the baseball commissioner. Nicest person in the world. So he called, uh, on my behalf, a Dr. Jonathan Simons, who is the chief medical person at the Prostate Cancer Foundation. And Jonathan is an oncologist in California. Jonathan called me and told me I needed to go to New York in my situation after I explained my previous medical history. He said, there's a radiation oncologist at Sloan Kettering that only does prostate cancer, and there's a world-renowned surgeon up there. Let's go, go up and get a consult with them. So we met the surgeon, Dr. Ash Tawari, who um, – 
I'll jump ahead a little bit, ultimately did my surgery. And he said to my wife, and I can do the surgery. And we said, why can you do the surgery and nobody else can? He said, because I work with a general surgeon to get me to the prostate. And if he can do that, he or she can do that, then I can get it out. He said, but you're seeing one of the best radiologists, radiation oncologists in the world. Let's see what he says. So I went to see uh, Mike Zaleski at Sloan Kettering, uh, who's also wonderful. And as an aside, I've learned uh, the doctors here but the doc are wonderful. And the doctors up in New York that I were seeing are at the top of the food chain, and they are just wonderful human beings. Um, we saw Dr. Zaleski, and he says, I don't think radiation's an option for you. And I said, why? He said, well, you've had Crohn's disease, and if I hit any part of your bowel, it's going to be catastrophic. But let's do a test to check. So they did a three-hour um, simulation scan where they pretended they were giving me radiation, and then he evaluated it, and he said, your best option is surgery. And I was pretty nervous knowing medicine like I did. Make a long story a little shorter, we did the surgery and all went well. They got the prostate out. And in case you're just tuning in, we're speaking to Edward Lawspring. He's here this morning. He was diagnosed with prostate cancer. He's here this morning to share his story. Now, let's fast forward to today, doctor. Today, you're doing fine, right? Yes, with an asterisk. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. Um, when they take your prostate out, then they follow you. Um, my prostate came out. The margins were intact. A prostate gland has margins, and the cancer cells can sometimes go through the margins. So they felt pretty good, but I know that cancer cells are microscopic and can get through the margins. So what they do is they check your PSA again. So if you have a prostate, your cancer, your PSA should be almost zero because you don't have a prostate. If it starts going up, they worry about what they call biochemical reoccurrence, and mine started going up. And so it had gone up. Not real high, but into the range where they were concerned. Went back to New York, saw Dr. Zaleski. I also now am seeing an oncologist up there, and we're kind of watching it. Again, because of educating myself and, again, through the Prostate Cancer Foundation, learning about diet and different supplements, my PSA has started to drop back down. So I watch my diet, which is no red meat, no dairy, a lot of broccoli, cauliflower, um, some um, tofu, and I exercise, which I've always done. And uh, we're just going to watch it at this point. All right. And in case you're just tuning in this morning, you're listening to Sunday Morning Magazine. I'm Rodney Lear. In the studio with me is Dr. Edward Loftspring. He's here this morning to talk about his story. He is a cancer survivor, prostate cancer survivor. He's here this morning to talk about his work as an advocate especially on Father's Day. Now, tell me why this is so important for you to advocate, and especially on this Father's Day and Father's Day this time of year. Why is that so important? For a lot of reasons, Rodney. Um, One is I was able to navigate through the medical system to find proper treatment. And once I did that, I said to my wife, every man, in case of prostate cancer, but in, in Every man and woman should have the, the options to find the best treatment they possibly can. So when um, – because of Dr. Simon, who I met, when I started reading their information, their site gives the Im- accurate information the patients need to help make uh, intelligent decisions for their treatment because, as I said, a myriad of treatments that you can go through. 
So that's the reason I I'm doing want to do advocacy, not just for me, but also the foundation is a research wing. They um, raise money and they fund research projects all over the world. And because of their research, they found treatments and cures for other cancers. And I I brought a little sheet. It's actually sixty seven different kinds of cancers. So that's that's exciting to me too. I you know not just staying in a niche. A prostate cancer is reaching out to other people and trying to do as help as many people as I can. And my background being a dentist is a lot of prevention, and so it's kind of a natural for me to fall into. Okay, and so let's go back to the Father's Day piece. Why is it so important to raise awareness right now on Father's Day? You know, father, we I have two children, two adult children. The link. Uh, is I guess the the message I'd send out is it's Father's Day. Do yourself a favor and your family a favor by getting a PSA check. Um, guess what's the old ad? The life you save may be your own. And and if you can catch the disease early, you've got a wonderful chance for a full life. Um, the research going on in it is amazing, and I I hope. In the very near future, we might see a vaccine or an end of the disease. But in the meantime, if uh, any message I could get would be to say to do your homework and get a PSA check. That would be the message for um, Father's Day. And also, the first two weeks of this month up to Father's Day are the Home Run Challenge in the Prostate Cancer Foundation. Major League Baseball, because of this, is all of Major League Baseball has teamed up with the Prostate Cancer Foundation and every home run hit in Major League Baseball, they donate money. And, it, and like I said, it all goes to research. And it's, uh, and they have a website. I think it's pcf.org. And uh, they'll send you all the information you want. So what's your message to men, number one? And number two, before we get into that, you know, it's so hard to get men to get us to go to the doctor. What do you say to men when you have an audience of men um, what do you say to them about going to the doctor? The, it's mandatory. I probably would not be here today if I didn't do routine checkups. I know the world today with insurance and deductibles is is a tough thing to navigate. But to go for a routine physical and to get a regular PSA test can save your life. Um, for men, they suggest it's starting at 50, but if, there, if you have risks, history in your family, uh, African-American men are more prone to prostate cancer, you should do it younger than 50. Yeah, I do go to the doctor on an annual basis. And I think it was because of the kids that I started, you know, being a parent and being a father and making sure that I'm healthy and things like that, that I made sure that I go to the doctor like once a year. And my wife is one of those kind of people. She said, we're paying for it. You might as well go. Yeah, but aside from that too, even if the insurance didn't pay for it, mm-hmm. you're saving yourself your life if you if you go. And I don't think the blood test is that expensive. And you know, and it sets a tone for your whole family, not just for boys that you might have in your family, but your whole family. That it's important to to get your checkups and be responsible for yourself. So I remember right before I turned forty, my brother he's like fifteen, sixteen months older than I am. And he was he said, man, I hate going to the doctor. And I would thought, like, why? And then he kind of explained to me why. <laughs> and, and then I know after 40, you start getting a different, quote unquote, exam from your doctor as a male. 
So I learned very quickly what he was talking about 15, 16 months later. But the little discomfort from the exam is. Yeah, you're right. It is. So what is your message to men outside of the not going to the doctor piece? What's your message to men when you talk to them about prostate cancer? It's like I said, um, a little prevention can save your life. Um, it's a it's a blood test. It's not anything difficult to do. Um, and fortunately, those are out today. Uh, and it'll give the doctors an idea of whether there's a possibility that you have prostate cancer, which could lead to further testing. And so what's your message to men that have been diagnosed with prostate cancer? What do you say to them? Do your homework. Um, and... If you get on the Internet, a lot of the information that you come up with, you have to be careful of. And that's why I like the Prostate Cancer Foundation. It's really scientific information. Um, and they have a worksheet where where you – and I knew this beforehand – where you write everything down so you can make an intelligent decision with your medical provider. All right. And with that, we're out of time this morning. Thank you so much, doctor, for taking time to talk to us and sharing your personal story. I really do appreciate it. Thank you very much. I appreciate your time. Happy Father's Day to you, doctor. (laughs) Thank you. I don't know if you're a... I'm a dad. Happy Father's Day to you, too. (laughs) All right. Thank you. Thanks so much. Wendy's new French toast sticks are so delicious, some are saying that they're better than their mom's breakfast. Excuse me. Did you just say Wendy's new French toast sticks are better than my breakfast? Mom, is that you? Answer the question. I said some people are saying that because they're so crispy on the outside and fluffy on the inside and perfect in every way. Uh Uh-huh. And what do you think? I think it's time to tell people to choose wisely. Choose Wendy's new sweet and crispy homestyle French toast sticks. That's still not an answer. At participating U.S. Wendy's during breakfast hours.